welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, your weekly glimpse into the life of indie author Paul Teague. Find out how many words got written over the past seven days, hear what's on the planning board, and discover the tips and tools which Paul is using to self-publish his books and get them selling as fast as possible. This is Paul's Podcast Diary, and here's your show host, Paul Teague. Hello there, and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary for Saturday the 20th of May, 2017. Lots to tell you about this week, as ever, and let's start with writing progress, because if you remember, this time last week I was saying to you I hadn't written, I was going to write on Saturday. I did get my writing done on Saturday, and I got 5,210 words done on Saturday, and then I've returned to my routine and schedule this week, so I wrote today, I've just finished writing this week's words, and so I wrote 5,224 words a day. So my total with burden of guilt. And by the way, I think I have settled with that title now. I've said it enough times for me to think, right, that's fine. I'm happy with that. That works well. And enough people have said, well, you, you choose good title. So I'm going with burden of guilt for this one. Uh, it's going to be, I'm at 31,500 words now on that book. I always write slightly over the 5,000. So across the course of a book, by the time I finished it, I'll probably be at about 52, 53,000 words with the extras. And then when Helen Fazal edits it, she'll always knock some of the stuffing out of it anyway. Um, we'll probably be down to about 45 after she's edited it. Um, so, you know, that's the right size of book and that's fine. Uh, very happy with the story so far. I must admit, um, this one, I didn't uh, plot out bit by bit, but I am finding, I have said this before, I'm finding it really, really useful the night before I write to sit down and just plot out the beat. So I know generally where the story's going. I know how it's going to end. Uh, haven't still quite haven't decided who's done it yet because I, I effectively I just move everybody into the frame in the story. And then when I it's like bringing planes down to land. I can bring any one of them down to land and make them the person who did it. And I quite like to write that way because I always think, well, if you're reading it and I hadn't got a clue who did it at that stage, then you shouldn't have a clue who did it at that stage either. Um, and I just find that quite a useful way to write with uh, with crime books. Whether that's right or wrong, we'll, we'll find out, won't we, by sales. Um, so very happy with Burden of Guilt at the moment. That's all scheduled to go live. Now, I have changed my writing schedule, actually, this year. I mentioned in the podcast diary last week that I'd been out to chat to uh, Helen Fazal. What I've decided to do this is a little bit OCD with the numbers, but um, I'm going to have, uh, at the end of September, I'm going to have three uh, thrillers written this year. So I'll have a total of six thrillers. And, and in terms of my my books, that means I'll have six sci-fis, six thrillers, and I should have by that time uh, three non-fictions refreshed. Uh, so three of the non-fictions that are generic and aren't going to need updating every five minutes. I should have those refreshed. So if I remember, I'll tell you more about that in a moment or two when I was looking at my figures this week. So um, that gives me, what's that? 15 books. It gives me six of each. It gives me four box sets. So at that point, at the end of September, that's actually a really good stage for me to just stop, take stock and look at how things are. So at the end of September, um, I'm not going to commit to writing. I've stood Helen down to edit a book that I was going to deliver in December. It doesn't mean I'm not going to write the book, but I'm, I'm not going to put myself in any kind of a schedule. So I might stick to the writing schedule, but I'm not going to um, stick to a publishing schedule. If I happen to get one written between September and, and Christmas, that's fabulous. But I won't be on any kind of treadmill to get that out because as far as I'm concerned, I've got the complement of books I need in all genres then uh, to be able to make it work. And anything else I add to that is is a supplement, is great. 
Now, what I was saying about the nonfiction books is I was, I was looking at my stats, and I'll tell you about the stats in a moment or two. But uh, interestingly, the Facebook uh, book that I did a year or so ago, um, totally coincidentally, uh, is, is my bestseller. Um, I made the most money out of that book than any, any of my books. Um, and my nonfiction, unfortunately, I say fortunate or unfortunately, it gets kind of four or five star reviews across the board. Now you're always going to get, I think you're always going to get one moaning mini in there sort of saying, I think there's one on the email marketing thing saying everything's centered and everybody else says, no, it isn't. Um, uh, you know, so you always get those, but, um, the reviews are generally four, four or five stars, uh, on those books, predominantly five. <laughs> which, you know, when people say the universe is trying to tell you something, the universe is probably trying to tell me, do non-fiction, Paul. But I don't want to do non-fiction. I want to do fiction. And I was looking at that mail, at that Facebook book think, and I'd taken it off publication. Uh, it's not massively out of date, but it does need refreshing. And I actually republished it this week. And I thought, you know, it does say it was revised in 2016. It's quite clear at the top of the page. So, uh, you know, there's no promise that it's bang up to date. And I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep selling that. But I was thinking, oh, you know, should, should I should I refresh this book for another year if it's selling so well? Uh, because people do seem to appreciate that book. My best-selling non-fictions are the WordPress and the Facebook. And I was gonna ditch the WordPress, LinkedIn, and Twitter. I'm very happy to ditch LinkedIn and Twitter as books, but I am thinking mm, maybe I need to do the Facebook one. You you can't really look a gift horse in the mouth, can you? And isn't it interesting though? Because I really all I care about is my is my um, fiction. The, the, the non-fiction, um, I know I should be pleased with all of that. You know, I should be pleased with the good reviews, but the, the, it's not what I want to do. I want to do fiction and uh, I want to do the creative stuff. And uh, while my eye was off the stats, just constantly looking at what the secret bunker was doing and what the grid was doing, I, I just missed the fact that uh, that book was selling so well. I may have to reconsider whether I, I republish and revise that Facebook uh, book and maybe just spin it out for another year or two while I'm building the fiction up because it does seem a bit daft not to take the income off that book as it sells so well. Um, and, and again, if you're just new to this diary, the, the reason that I don't want to keep it up to date is that Facebook changes every two minutes. You know, every time you go in there, something's moved and it's quite hard to keep uh, a Facebook guide with screenshots in it up to date. Every time they change the look and feel of a Facebook page, I groan and think, Oh, right. Let's do all those screenshots again. That, that's the, the pain with it. So, you know, we'll see. Um, and interesting, the, the other thing that's come out this week that makes all of this much easier is that Vellum, the wonderful software that only Mac users could use until I discovered on my blog a way to do it with PCs. So check out paulteague.com if you want to use Vellum on a PC. There's a, a nice post on there showing you how to do it. Uh, Vellum are just about to release, hurrah, their version of the software that formats paperback books. Now that then might make me change my tune completely with my um, non-fiction books, because if Vellum is as easy to use for paperbacks as it is for eBooks, it's going to be a complete industry game changer. It's going to be amazing if that works as well as the, the eBook software does. So I will be buying it straight away. I won't even hesitate uh, to buy it. And uh, and I'm going to format an e-book or, or sorry, a paperback book in it as soon as I can. I hope they get it right from the get-go and that uh, there aren't any teething problems and snagging. There often is when you launch a new software. But if it's as good as the e-book software, that is going to be something that you really need to consider investing in um, because it's a brilliant bit of software. And if that makes my paperback creation much easier i'll be banging them out like anything uh, because uh, you know effectively what i'm doing looks great as a pdf at the moment but it's hard to format um, for a paperback if fella makes that easy for me fantastic i shall be off okay so uh 
I'm having my best month of sales ever so far. And you'll probably remember me in the last two weeks, if you listen to the diaries regularly, you know, moaning about, I think, the first two-star review on Dead of Night, which is a bit of a blow, you know, when you put all that work into something and the first one is a dud. Um, and then I've had, I, I'm not even looking at the reviews at the moment because, you know, I find it too disheartening. But actually, I know that two five stars have come in, one in the UK and one in the US the last time I looked. Uh, but I, I, I'm not looking. I'm kind of, it's like if you're in the UK, you'll know when you were a kid, if you're a kid of a certain age, uh, that you used to hide behind the sofa when the monsters came on Doctor Who. Well, that's what it's like with reviews. I just try not to look at them. But um, Dead of Night's got a couple of five stars now. So I know the kind of aggregate score isn't a gate isn't a deal breaker now why i was disappointed about that two star is that as the first review that's just a real body blow you know you want your first review to be a four or a five so that people who are looking at it while you're promoting it aren't put off by the two star think oh it's crap i won't even bother with it um so at least the aggregate score well the last time i looked i think was four so thank you to the two very nice people who put five stars on there i really appreciate it you're helping this indie author's career no end um, so, uh, what I decided to do, I haven't really told you about income on this podcast, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to resolve to do something publicly now. And what I've resolved to do is when I hit, when and if, no, when, let's say when, let's be positive about this, Paul, when I hit a thousand dollar month, so a three, is that, no, a four figure month, <laughs> to count your digits right, Paul, when I hit my first four figure month in dollars, I'll tell you, I will make the announcements on this podcast. And when I do the same in pounds, I will tell you. Now, we might make it in dollars this month. I have a feeling, what's the date? We might make it. We might make it in dollars this month uh, to to the, the $1,000 mark. Um, I don't think I don't think we will because I think it will slow, but that might just be me being, you know, glass half, glass half full, glass half empty. Um, so I don't think we're going to make it in dollars. But what I will do in future months, you know, I haven't talked about income on books yet because it's just, you know, so paltry. It's, it's a bit embarrassing. But what I will do is I promise to tell you on this podcast when I have my first $1,000 month and my first £1,000 month. So I won't give you, you know, figures along the way. When we hit a decent threshold that it gets interesting rather than paltry, I will start to share that uh, with you. Um, so you'll know because there'll be a big alarm going off and fireworks and things like that. But it, it might happen this month for the first time. I tell you, you've got to shift a lot of books to get that number. <laughs> you know, I'm shifting a lot of books this month. I've given away, uh, I can't remember what it was at the last look. I've given away a lot of books so far this month. So if you think, well, at the time of recording this, 19 days into a month, let me, I've got my stats on here. I can tell you that I've given away uh, 9,480 books this month and I've had 65,000 pages read. Now, again, I'm not quite sure how the pages read are going to equate to income. I've never had that many uh, pages read, which is fantastic because that's something I wanted to crack. Um, you hear about a lot of authors and genres saying, oh, you know, what's the KDP select numbers this month? And you get this number coming out that's 0.02 something or other. And everybody's going, oh, that's a blow. Oh, that's fantastic. And I haven't got a clue what they mean. And um, and I know it's to do with pages read and what you get per page read. But looking at 65,500 uh, pages read, I'm thinking, ooh, that might be quite interesting this month um, because people are really rattling through those thrillers. Now, I didn't have this with um, sci-fi. In fact, I can tell you that my pages read on my sci-fi is zero and all those 65,000 pages read are all to, all to do with my thrillers. People are reading the box sets, they're reading Dead of Night uh, and all the individual standalones. So I'm getting some serious read-throughs. Uh, some pages read on those, which is which is fantastic. 
Um, so, um, and what I said to you is the reason that I did the free promos is because that is now going to create sufficient traffic for me to be making loads of sales. And what I'm seeing, of course, is people, you know, got Don't Tell Meg for free and I had Dead of Night on a free promo. But what they're now doing is they're reading through the list and that's how you make your money. You give something away for free and they read through the list and that's the advantage of writing in series. Um, because as an unknown author, unless you hit one straight away, you know, get a success straight away, uh, which most of us don't, you have to come up with strategies to drive that traffic to your books. So I'm I'm sort of really happy with that. And, I, and you know, last week I was saying to you how distressed I was with bad reviews. This week I'm, I'm thinking, well, you know, in spite of that bad review, I'm going to have my best month ever. And maybe this is just it. You have to take the rough with the smooth, you know, the good with the bad. Um, I'm on a journey like you is, as an author. It's all new to me. Uh, I'm figuring it out like you as I go along and just sharing it with you in this diary. Um, but maybe you just have to take the rough with the smooth. I was reading uh, Mark Dawson um sent out an email this week saying, you know, he's done this amazing thing. He's, he's, he's got a TV series made around his books. And there was an article on it in The Guardian. And he sent an email out to his subscribers this week, sharing that article and saying, you know, look at the trolls. And, and oh, wow. You know, they're all there bitching about it saying, oh, if you've written 23 books in four years, it must be crap. And all of this, you know, all the usual nonsense. And, and my bottom line is, you know, you can moan and bitch as much as you want. If the book sells, that's all that matters. You know, I don't care whether it's Shakespeare or it's Fifty Shades. If it's commercial, you know, to me, the audience vote with their eyes. And if they love it, they love it. I don't care, you know, whether it hasn't got commas in it or correct grammar or punctuation. If it's a flyer, it's a flyer. And I want to write flyers. That's, you know, I have no other aspiration other than to write things that people want to read and enjoy reading. I don't want it to be literary fiction. It doesn't have to be posh. I just want to write great stories. Um... So, um, you know, poor old Mark. I mean, what an amazing achievement. You know, Mark has created something original that is going to become a TV series, you know, effectively from his kitchen table. I know he's got a study like I have, but by kitchen table, I mean a laptop and you're at home. No infrastructure, you know, no agents, lovies swanning around you. He's done it off his own bat and that's to be congratulated. Um, you know, and it's up to the public to decide whether that's fantastic or not. And frankly, whether it's fantastic or not, it only matters if they enjoy it and consume it, as far as I'm concerned. So anyhow, a little bit of a diversion and a rant there, but I just wanted to share that with you. Um, so uh, what else has gone on this week? As well as sales, um, it, the Insta Freebie leads are continuing. Now, um, I think I mentioned this on last week's diary. Um, Insta Freebie contacted me to say that they wanted to put my secret bunker book on a blog post. And this is something they do every week, I think. They just feature some authors from different genres on a blog post. I don't know how they pick them, whether it's by the number of books given away or wh whatever it is. Either way, they said that they were going to feature this book. So they ran that book on um Thursday I think it was Thursday and I've got a good number of subscribers actually I should have had this screen up for you because I know what it was I think when I shared it on Twitter it was 146 subscribers in a day and I want to just give you the bang up to date number on Friday so that blog's been going for probably 48 hours certainly no more than that and in 48 hours I have added to my list let me have a look 400 oh well, blimey 485 subscribers from that blog post 485 subscribers from insta freebie just sharing the secret bunker uh, on a blog post that is incredible actually and i've got another 10 from somewhere on the grid so 495 maybe as follow through from that um now 
You've heard me say it before. When I started email marketing in 2009, 2010, whenever it was, it took me a year to get my first 25 subscribers. Look, if you're not using InstaFreebie and you're struggling to build a list, you you need to do this. Jump on board, please. I'm urging you to do this. Uh, I, there is nothing I know. I haven't even paid for those. 485 subscribers. Again, I've done Facebook ads. I've tried Amazon ads. Nothing is working as well for me for list building as an author than InstaFreebie. And if you're not on board yet, you need to do it. Right, that's it. I don't don't often hear me stick my neck out like that and say you've got to do this, but you've got to do this. You need to build an email list and you need to do Insta Freebie. Four hundred and eighty five subscribers. That's that's what what's that? One a I'm trying to do the maths now. Forty eight hours. Hundred an hour. Is that right? No, ten an hour. <laughs> Whatever it is. It's good. It's great. Is it ten an hour? Oh my it's too late. It's Friday. Too late to be doing maths. But um it's a lot an hour. It's good. Uh, and I didn't have to pay for it. And it's just one of the extra benefits. I didn't know that InstaFreebie even did that. So, of course, I've been using the service to get leads. And then uh, they just offered to do this for me. And as a result, I've got, well, I'll have 500 leads, I bet, by the time that's finished and everybody's had a look at it. Um, so that, that's fantastic. Thank you very much, InstaFreebie. I'm very happy with that. Um, now, uh, do you remember, I think it was, was it two weekends ago now? I had Don't Tell Meg on a promo. And I could not get it to number one in the UK. Um, I got it to number one in the USA. For, this is for free books. And I got it, I think it was a number two in the UK. And I could not. I tried everything. I tried a little Facebook boost in the UK only. I tried everything. And I could not budge the person who was in the number one slot in the UK. Well, last week, if you remember, I had a, I had a, a fit of, you know, a fit of churlishness last week when I got my two star review on, on Dead of Night and took it off a free promo that I just put it on just frankly I'd put it on KDP select by accident as I always do and I thought well I might as well use the days I'd put it on for two days got that two-star review take him a ball home uh, and had a little sulk and then I and then when I'd recovered from a little sulk with my two-star review I um I then uh, thought oh, well I might as well use these days and I put it on a three-day promo so it was on a, th- a, th- a three-day promo Friday Saturday and Sunday last weekend and I did nothing to promote it right I just did it I just thought right let's just use up the allocation and I couldn't believe it it was number one in the UK all weekend this is um dead of night number one in the UK all weekend no promotion from me and would you believe that it shifted the lady who'd blocked me with don't tell Meg the previous weekend so I have had with my thrillers, I've now had number one Amazon bestsellers, free books, not paid. Um, but they, you know, you can call them bestsellers. That's what Amazon calls them. Um, I've got a screenshot that says Amazon number one bestseller. Uh, that's what Amazon call them. So I'm good with that. Um, don't tell Meg in the USA, Dead of Night in the UK. And all, all I can gather from that really uh, is that the promo sites that I used are probably predominantly USA audiences. And that it probably take, well, it must take a phenomenal amount of traffic to get to the top of the USA charts. So with that traffic, that's why I spent all weekend at number one in the USA charts, because I was sending predominantly USA people to it, but it wasn't quite a big enough UK push to get me at number one in the UK. Now, as far as Dead of Night's concerned, who knows? How, who knows how that got up there without any promo at all, but it did. And it beat that lady um, who was blocking me with Don't Tell Meg the week before. I don't know what she's doing. I might get her on the podcast at some point to find out how she's staying persistently in that number one slot because she can't be paying for promos for that. You know, maybe they're just very popular books. But anyhow, um, who, who knows how I stayed at number one in the UK, but I'm very happy to have the screenshot and to be able to say that my thrillers are now 
Uh, I've had thrillers at the top of the USA at number one charts. Now, as I always say to you on this podcast diary, okay, that's nice. It's a nice little screenshot to have. Uh, and, you know, most authors w- would like that. Thank you very much. You know, I'll have that. Thank you very much. But you'll hear me get really excited when that's number one of the paid charts. That's what I want, to be number one of a paid chart. Then I'll get excited. Okay, but in the meantime, it's just smoke and mirrors. It's nice to have for marketing purposes. Uh, but, it, you know, intrinsically, it's not that exciting. Okay, what else have I got to tell you? Okay, lots of other news. Um, doing a lot of podcast recording this week. So um, I recorded Jackson Dean Chase on Monday evening. Uh, Jackson writes horror and YA and sci-fi. And actually, I met Jackson. He was the lead promoter of the first Insta Freebie giveaway I ever hosted. And, um, it, you know, so I thought I, I reached out. I obviously reached out to the power promoters because these are the people who are obviously doing great things and um, wanted to get him on for an interview. We had a great chat. That interview is running in a couple of weeks' time. Um, I'm doing a couple of face-to-face interviews, which is which is quite nice. So I did Graham Smith a couple of weeks ago, Richard Madeley last year. And then yesterday I was in Kendall um, doing some uh, other work, some consultation work with somebody. Uh, somebody else, incidentally, who is a local cartoonist who also illustrates books. And I'm going to get him on the podcast in a couple of weeks too. Uh, so, you know... <laughs> Whatever you do, you always find opportunity there. Um, but I was actually meeting up with Ruth Sutton. Now, Ruth Sutton was the first person I ever interviewed for this podcast. She's a local author. And uh, Ruth's been doing some really interesting things. She's got a, an Unbound.com uh, crowdfunding project going at the moment. Uh, Fahrenheit Press had approached her to publish her ebook, And she's also recorded her own audiobook recently. Um, so I was really keen to catch up with Ruth. I'm doing uh, what I call a take two with a lot of the authors I've spoken to. Because some of the authors I spoke to a year ago have actually moved their careers on significantly. They've really done some very, very different things. And, and, and I'm feeling that in terms of their self-publishing journey, it's time to talk to them again and find out what they've been up to. And, and I was really keen to do that with Ruth. So great interview with Ruth uh, yesterday. That's going to run in a couple of weeks' time as well. And um, tomorrow, hot off the press, I've just had it confirmed today that I am going to be interviewing Rachel Abbott in Newcastle. So I'm going to the Newcastle Writing Conference, which is at uh, Northumbria University. I was booked in for that anyway. And because Rachel Abbott is a speaker there, I asked if I could do an interview with Rachel. And that's just been confirmed tomorrow. So I'm going a little bit earlier to the event and I'll be re- uh, I'll be um, meeting, that's what I'm trying to say, meeting uh, Rachel uh, at the university and we'll record an interview before the event uh, begins. And that will be running on the podcast um, you know, in a couple of weeks. Um, so there's always a, a lead time with the podcast episodes. But uh, Rachel, I credit with giving the best ever interview I read, and I think it was in Writing Magazine, the best sort of most generous and most realistic advice that I ever read for self-publishers. I think it was Writing Machine. Machine, right? <laughs> you can tell it's a Friday, can't you? And I've just done my words. Writing Magazine, that's what I'm trying to say. And um, it was just really good advice. And, and it wasn't sort of like, you know, how to make, uh, your, you know, two million book sales by the end of the week. It was really, you know, aimed at people like you and me who are trying to get things going. Very, very good article. So really looking forward to meeting Rachel tomorrow. And she's part of the group of, of authors that I particularly wanted to interview. Um, so we've got, uh, who have we got there? We've got Mark Edwards and Adam Croft and Angie Marsons and uh, Rachel Abbott. They were kind of my four super authors that I wanted to make sure I'd interviewed for the podcast Um, and and Rachel is the final one of that four so I'm very happy about that looking forward to the event tomorrow uh, and I'll report back on that next week's diary last Sunday I recorded my insta freebie leads explosion video 
um, for the next Alliance of Independent Author Fringe event. That takes place on Saturday, the 3rd of June. And um, I'll put a link on the resources page for that. Uh, do attend those events. The the content that is available there is just remarkable. Not only do I contribute um, videos and training because I have things that I want to share and disseminate with people. Um, and at the moment, I'm very excited about what Instafreebie is doing, as you can tell from these diaries. I really want to share my latest best practice from that, from my experience with that. Um, but also I get tremendous value uh, learning from other authors as well. You know, people who who have knowledge and experience and success in other areas it's just they're great events and they're free for goodness sake um so that's the alliance of independent author fringe on the 3rd of june um what else oh uh on tuesday i'm traveling up to edinburgh to speak at the amazon academy event which i'm really looking forward to now having done the first one in, in manchester really a bit, bit scared about the manchester one and i'll probably get my comeuppance at this one because um you, you, we all have um numbers of people that we're happy talking in front of so I'm, I'm happy sort of talking in front of you know 50 60 70 people that's fine but go above 100 to a room full of you know a crowd of people and that terrifies me at that point and um so I was a bit nervous when I went to Manchester thinking oh my goodness how many people are going to be in this room and actually it was a very it was a comfortable number for me so when I saw that I thought oh thank goodness for that so so having said that, you can bet your life I'll walk into Edinburgh and there'll be a zillion people there. It'll terrify the life out of me. But uh, you know, hopefully it will be the same sort of scale as it was in Manchester and not terrifying. Uh, but again, I, you know, I get to share the stage with um, some, I assume they're all Scottish indie authors uh, that Amazon works with in, in Scotland. That'll be fantastic. Uh, hopefully somebody, some kind person in the audience, if, if you're going there and you know me, uh, let, let me know because I want you to take a photograph of me on stage. You know, it's the sort of thing you want to show your mum. And um, it's a good little branding photograph for me for all my blogs and things like that. So um, somebody, it was it was Meg last time. Meg did it for me last time. Um, so you'll be volunteered if you know me and you're in the audience to take a nice snap when I'm on the stage. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to that. And I'll let you know how that went uh, when I do next week's diary. Finally, for this week, um, this is something uh, that I just decided to do really on a whim. Yesterday I was in Kendall and I was um, talking to the cartoonist, um, Colin Shelbourne, who's a local cartoonist, who, who also illustrates books. And he's a member of the Society of Authors. And it was through uh, just a local connection. I've worked with him through the Chamber of Commerce work that I do. And Colin had recommended me to do a talk for the Society of Authors. And in actual fact, this week I confirmed that talk. I'm going to be talking at their Manchester event uh, in November. And we confirmed what I would be talking about, the topic and the times and all of that sort of stuff. Uh, and Colin is a member of the Society of Authors. And when I was talking to Ruth Susson yesterday, she too is a member of the Society of Authors. And it just made me think, why aren't I a member of the Society of Authors? So I went to check out the membership page uh, because all of these groups are excellent for networking and making connections. And I went to check out the membership page. And then I remembered why I wasn't a, a, a member of the Society of Authors. They have this uh, writer's criteria, which is you've got to have sold... I think it was, is it 300 paperbacks or 500 ebooks in a year? And, um, and I have now. So I, I meet the criteria. Uh, and I thought, well, I'm going to join because if I'm going to be talking at their event, I'd quite like to develop this relationship with the Society of Authors. And I know people who are involved with the Society of Authors. So I think it, it sort of makes sense. I think it's £97 a year for a, an author. But I thought, well, I'll, I'll do that for a year. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but I, you know, I, part of this is is networking. It's it's about who you know, and and you know, talk, people can make connections and things like that. And I'm very keen to be talking at more events. You know, I want to do more Alliance of Independent Authors events. 
I'd like to do um, more, hopefully, than this one off with the Society of Authors. I'm looking at New Writing North. I'm hoping to make some connections at the event in Newcastle tomorrow uh, because I would love to see um, a Northern uh, Independent Authors event in the North, not, not in London, in the North. Uh, whether it be, in, you know, in Manchester, which isn't really north if you live where I live, or if you live in Glasgow or, or anywhere, you know, that's not really the north. North Leeds, that's not really the north either. It's it's the Midlands if you live where we live. Uh, but I would like to see a quality uh, self-publishing event, even if it's just a day, in the north of England. And I want to be talking to the kind of people who could let me, who could make that happen and could get that message out to a suitable list of people. Now I I know that I've got I've got enough connections of my own now to fill that up with with great speakers and make that really useful day. But what I haven't got is the ability to fill it. Um, so you know I'd like to start these conversations. It would be really great if we could get a, a self publishing conference, a self publishing day or event in the north of England. So uh, I'm going to do a bit of networking tomorrow and see if we can help to move that on and you know make the right connections to kind of people who can deliver that. So that is my uh, self-publishing diary for this week. My guest on Monday is another one of my take two interviews with Mike Bodner. Now, Mike wrote a book called Against the Current. He self-published it through Matador Books, and that's what he talked to me about the first time we met. Uh, but Mike is a former broadcaster. Uh, he, he worked on telly and radio. And I noticed recently that he's actually recorded his own audio book. Now, that as somebody with as much virtually, I think, as much broadcasting experience as Mike had in his career, um, I wouldn't touch it with a barge pole because I know how much work's involved. So I was really keen to talk to Mike and to burrow down into all the, the intricacies. And, and, and interestingly, I was t- talking to R- Ruth Sutton yesterday. I also got some extra tips off Ruth about uh, recording your own book. You know, Ruth gave me some really interesting information too. So if you are thinking of getting into audiobooks, make sure you check out Mike's interview on Monday and also watch for when I schedule Ruth's interview because she's got a little bit more on audiobooks as well. But for Monday's guest, that's Mike Bodner coming up on podcast episode number 64 for Monday the 22nd of May and I will be back with another Paul's podcast diary for you same time next week in the meantime have a fantastic week of writing thanks for listening to Paul's podcast diary make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed to hear next week's update and find out how many words get produced over the next seven days until then we hope you have a great week of writing